This is a Founding Media Podcast. Hi, and welcome to the first episode of Leveraging Life. I'm here with my beautiful and amazing uh, co-host extraordinaire, Becky Henderson, and I'm Courtney Santana. And we're really excited about today because it's going to it's going to open up some stuff that we want to talk about. Yeah. Hello there. Hey. <laughs> so we're the, let's talk about what leveraging life is and what absolutely and what we're trying to accomplish with this podcast. Yeah. Well, so leveraging life is about sharing stories of extraordinary men and women mm-hmm. who have overcome adversity and not just to have a great life for themselves, but have actually turned it and transformed it into a mission in serving others. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's the best way is to take the lemons and turn it into lemonade. And I think that's kind of what we're going to be talking about with different uh, guests and different topics. So I'm excited because I got to see her notes and they're really, really good. <laughs> and I was like, how is she going to throw that in? So I'm excited to to bounce and play with the topics and do a little dance. It's going to be fun. Yeah. And so today we're really going to be introducing who we are, yes. where we've come from, why we've created Leveraging Life in the first place, right. why it's important to us. Absolutely. Yeah. We should talk about maybe even how like we we came up with the name and, and how you know, this all came to be. What, what, what is leveraging life and what does that look like? So it really is, both of us yeah. have had experiences in life where we've had to overcome and we've seen the, the power and the impact that when we can, we can thrive, not just in spite of what happened to us, but actually right. because of it and actually use it, not try to forget it, not try to downplay it, but actually use it and leverage it uh, for something greater and yes. something better. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting when people try to kind of, I guess, uh, bury the trauma, it'll show up in a different way. So it's to me, it's it's cathartic for us to like actually look at it, address it, and then see what we can do with it, you know? So, Courtney, why don't you tell our audience a little bit about you yeah. and how you got here? Wow. How did I get here? How did you get here? <laughs> well, it, it's interesting. Um, I'm, I went to UT Law School. Um, I, I went to University of Texas with the intention of going to law school. And I met this young man, um, and he and I got into this really quick and fast relationship. And the relationship became pretty abusive pretty quickly. Um, and it ended... Uh, three years later, after my children and I had to escape and go to the local shelter to get help and to get mm. resources so I could get back on my feet. But that whole process was was different. I learned a lot about myself in that actual journey through the abuse and through the, the violence. Um, I can't remember the scars. I can't remember my injuries, but I can remember what I learned from them. So now taking those things and turning it into something that can help other people is it's my life's mission. I feel like I didn't really have a mission before that. It's it's odd. It, it sounds crazy, but trauma had it's helping me to define um, the rest of my life and my purpose and what I'm going to do to to help the world and make an impact here while I'm here. So it's it's awesome. I'm really excited, and I, that's I feel like my life is a good example of leveraging the bad to turn it into something good. Well, and can you speak to some of the things that you have going on outside of our podcast? Because you do yes. more than this. Yeah, I have a lot going uh-huh. on. Um, I will start with my family because they will kill me if I don't. Um, I have. We don't want that. No, I don't want that. 
I've got a beautiful husband um, and two wonderful kids, and they're both in college. Um, and I just wrote a book. I started a foundation for domestic violence survivors like me with children like mine. And um, it's the goal is empowerment, but true empowerment so that they can actually get on their feet and not be stuck to systems that will keep them impoverished and disenfranchised, like so they can gain their own power back and realize I can work the steps of this program and actually live a, a decent life, a wonderful life. Mm-hmm. I, I live a wonderful life and I don't think I'm extraordinary. I just think I worked my plan. So I want to teach other survivors to do the same. And what's the name of your organization? Oh, it's called Survive to Thrive Foundation. I guess I should say that. There we go. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Survive, Survive to Thrive. thrive. Yeah. 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 It's it's basically the steps that I've taken um, along the way. And it's it's been it's been a process. We're opening a drop-in center for survivors so that they can come in and get resources instead of um, having to gather them from everywhere. Because, I mean, that's the the biggest issue they run into is like, I've got to go to all these different offices to get what I need. I'm going to put them all in one place so they can come to my place and get what they need. So and actually, actually removing some of the barriers yes. that could trip them up and, mm-hmm. and make it difficult. Mobility, to, transportation, yeah. all of those things. Mm-hmm. Now we can just say they're available there. Yeah. Tell me what you've got going on. What do I have going on? So I am a licensed professional counselor here Mm -hmm. in the state of Texas. I have a master's in counseling psychology. And uh, along the way, though, I also got introduced to coaching. Uh And that's actually what I have going on now is uh, doing transformational coaching uh, with uh, business leaders, executives, CEOs, moms, dads, individuals. So it really, um, there's not a... There's not just one kind of client that I work with Mm -hmm. as a coach, but what was important for me in my own journey, um, after I got trained, you know, I started working in the anti-trafficking world and working with survivors of human trafficking, slavery, uh, um, bonded labor, as well as sex trafficking, and seeing the power that exists with healing, that it really is possible to heal. It's possible to reinvent oneself Mm -hmm. uh, no matter where they've come from. And I I saw that uh, firsthand. After that, I uh, had several years of uh, providing counseling services in a center for domestic violence, Mm -hmm. sexual assault, other violent crime. And again, through these years, getting to sit with people that have survived extreme adversity, seeing them over Come, seeing what's possible, you know, for a human being. And uh, it just, it resonated with my own experience in sure. life. Uh, I am a, I am also a survivor. I mm-hmm. uh, experienced child abuse at a young age for several years. And it left me for a long time thinking yeah. I was broken and damaged. And in my own healing journey, what really shifted for me was when, when I saw that what happened to me is not who I am. Right. Right. It happened mm-hmm. and I'm still here. And and what that looked like was I went from, you know, moving into this place of being thankful in spite of what happened. Right. And then actually being thankful that it happened. Yes. <laughs> you know, and that's a journey. That that's is not a journey, overnight. Girl. And that wasn't that wasn't anything that got forced on me that I had to forgive or I had to be thank you know, none of that. But that journey as that unfolded. It's uh, created such a compassion to be able to work with and mm-hmm. and and be with others, not from a place of trying to fix them, but right. from a place of who you are at your core 
is well and is okay. And everything that we can struggle with yeah. in these journeys is what we've been, what we've learned to believe about ourselves. That's right. The lies we tell ourselves. Ex Absolutely. And, and being able to start getting rid of and letting go of those lies so that we can begin to experience just how incredible you know, we are. And so that's, that's where I am today in, in working with people from all walks of life. And uh, my intention is that they really get a sense of who they are and what they're capable of. That's awesome. That's really good. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's cool because when I work with clients every single day and when they get, you know, the win, they get the W, you can see like the light in their eyes come back. And it's just, it's almost like a reactivation. I'm not doing anything different. I'm just telling them, hey, reminding them of how amazing they are mm -hmm. and that the lies that they've been told are just that they're lies. So now how do you go forward from here and how do you move, you know, into the life you deserve to live? Cause you deserve the best. You absolutely do. I don't think that there's a person on this planet that doesn't deserve to live a good life. So it's good. It's good. I love it. And I'm so glad that we get to do this together. This is great. Yeah. And yeah. I think a lot of what <clears throat> leveraging life is all about mm -hmm. is being able to see what is the gift in the adversity, what you know, what is it that life has actually handed me mm. uh, that I would not have had without that experience? And uh, and I love what Napoleon Hill he talks about in his book Think and Grow Rich that in every adversity there is a seed of advantage. Yes. That there's actually something in there that I wouldn't have had I not gone through the difficulty. Okay. And and if I can find that seed now, it's. It's a seed, yeah. right? Yeah. It's not fully developed. It's not obvious. But if, if I can can put on the lenses, so to speak, that and to know that there is an advantage, there is something that life has given me, that life is actually for me in this and not against me in this, right. that it's that it's raw material. Right. And I get to choose what I do with that raw material. Absolutely. I get to choose the meaning that I attach to it or or don't attach to it. Yeah. And, and that I've seen is really what makes the difference in those that go on to not only heal and give to others, but those that find themselves stuck mm. for years and years and years is this meaning that gets attached to the experience. Right. And right. If, it's, if it's a meaning that says, you know what, I can use this for my benefit and for the benefit of others, those people tend to move forward. Uh, but if there's a meaning that says, well, this means I'll, I'll never find love or right. who I am is broken and damaged, all of those things, then those types of meanings will, will keep someone stuck and, and struggling and in life. And not moving forward. Yeah. Have you seen yeah. that? Yeah, I have. It's like, you have to let go of those things. I think forgiveness has a lot to do with that too. Learning to forgive and, and that, that calls for a, a higher level of consciousness. You have to get past it because there are some things I haven't gotten past. I'm just going to tell all y'all right now. I haven't gotten past and I'm working on it, but I know like I'm, I'm heading somewhere, you know? Um, I feel like there are things that stymie people's growth, but they're internal. Like the, it's the abuse is, it's something that affected you. You, cause we've talked about it. It's like, this is you, but this is what's outside your bubble. This is what's mm -hmm. affecting you. It doesn't, it's not you. You know what I mean? It, yes. Yes. It's, it doesn't, de it defines part of who you are, but it is not who you are. So I think if we we can look at challenges that, that we face as things that help us to define that special skin. That's why I tell people, it's like, you guys are superheroes because you have this amazing extra skin that you've built up because you've had to be resourceful and resilient mm -hmm. and you had to learn mm -hmm. how to do things that you wouldn't know how to do mm -hmm. because you were in this situation. And now they're sitting there going, I don't know what to do with all of this. 
Well, they become creative. They start writing. They start being, yeah. you know, like they'll start being entrepreneurs. They'll start um, becoming artists because they have now this extra stuff. It's like their super skin that they've built up. Now, what do I do with it? It's like, well, I mean, every day I, I run into survivors like, what do, what do I want to do after I'm done with this? And they're like, I want to come back and help. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a, it's pretty awesome to see that that network growing for people that they can directly relate to. So it's well, good. And, you know, I think that's one of the intentions of this program is mm-hmm. for our listeners to mm-hmm. be able to start recognizing, look, these are some, these are, some, what, what did you call it? Special skin? My special skin. Y- yours, yes. That, <laughs> that there are these, these things to actually start recognizing mm-hmm. these things are a benefit yes. for me. Because if, if um, all you can see is the hurt or the pain right. or, or the frustration, you yeah. know, of maybe you failed at something or something didn't work out the way you wanted it to, if that's all you're looking at, it's easy yeah, to miss, mm-hmm. okay, here's, here's the tool that I've been given. Here's the gift that I've been given yeah. in this. And so this, this, leveraging life is actually being able to share stories Mm -hmm. that can shift the perspective of our listeners, of our audience to be able to start recognizing Mm -hmm. this is how life has gifted me as well. Here's how I can use my special skin. Well, it's important. Uh You can never move forward unless you, you realize that it is a gift. It's, it's a gift. It's, it's weird to call that a gift, but it's in hindsight, it's like, okay, now I can see where it's changed my trajectory a little bit. Like I, I'm supposed to be a lawyer right now. I'm not a lawyer. I'm just not. I'm not. I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to do with my life right now. And had that not happened, I wouldn't be. Yeah, you've got way too much work to do to be a lawyer. No, you're kidding. It's outside the scope of that. Uh-huh. I got stuff to do. I, I can't be a lawyer right now. So yeah, it's absolutely, it's awesome. So what are we, what are we talking about here? We talked about my story and and how we're lever- how am I leveraging mm-hmm. my life? How are you le- leveraging mm-hmm. your life and Well, I think what makes this conversation uncommon is that a lot of times when we're in the conversation of difficulty or um, a an abusive past or a some sort of adversity, it's easy to focus on the injustice of it all. Right. And it's easy to have this in a conversation of that should not have happened to you. Yeah. Yeah. This is a different conversation. We're yeah. we're setting that aside. Mm-hmm. We're setting aside that lens of this should or shouldn't have happened and actually taking a look at this is what happened mm-hmm. and how are you going to use it? Right. Right, right. It happens. Right, right. So it's actually being able to. Well, there's a um, there's an old phrase that says pain is inevitable and suffering is optional. Okay. All right. So again, if we resist our pain by saying this should not have happened to me, it actually keeps me stuck Mm -hmm. rather than doing something effective with it and using it like the raw materials. Yeah. You know, that, that life is giving me like the lemons, right? Yes. It is, it's all raw material. Yeah. And if we can begin to have this conversation of these, so these, these men and women that are going to be our guests and we're going to be sharing their stories and being able to show how they've taken all of their circumstances may, may look very, very different. Mm-hmm. But again, it's all raw material that then gets transformed and, and, um, catalyzed, if you will, into something extraordinary, something beyond anything, you know, they could have even thought up of, you know, when they were 15, 20 years old and growing up. And yeah, I mean, did you, did you imagine that you'd be in this place, in this life, contributing at this level? Girl, I'm going to tell you right now, no, there were so many times, like, so I will give you an example. I remember I had a particularly horrible fight with my abuser. And I ended up in a closet with my baby. 
And I just, my, my daughter, and I just remember holding the door because he was pulling on the other side. And I was just like, this is the craziest thing that's happening to me. Why is this happening to me? And then all of a sudden I had this peace. I don't know what, I don't even know how to describe it. He stopped pulling on the door and I just sat there and I was like, this is got to end at some point. Why is this happening to me? And I would always ask, why, why me? Why do I deserve this? Why? It's not even about a why. It's about in my future, what is this going to be, become? And I've literally gone from being in a closet to now I'm, I'm working with the Biden Foundation on legislation and on programs for women like me. That's the weirdest thing to me because I would never, 20 years ago, uh-huh. it was the worst thing ever. I mean, seriously, black eyes. I mean, I've experienced every physical trauma you probably could, you know, experience. And I... Today, I look back at it. I don't remember the pain. I just remember where I came from. I Mm -hmm. can pay homage Mm -hmm. to that. But I'm thankful for where I am. And that's what I want other survivors of abuse or anybody that survived something, that there are gifts that are coming for you. Like, just be, hold tight, baby, because it's coming. You just have to know that there was a reason that happened in your life. And how can you turn that around? Because you talked about the mindset shift. There ha- That has to happen. Absolutely. And I don't really, I can't pinpoint in my life when that actually happened. But I know that it did. Because when I was able to look at the, the situation objectively and then say, okay, that did happen. Now I want to move forward. What do I have to do to make that happen? And that's when thankfulness came. That's when forgiveness came. That's when all of these things that freed me up to be able to live the life I live now happened, you know? And I'm, I'm telling you, I'm not extreme. I'm not special. I have, I don't have a degree that makes me know what my, my symptoms are or anything like that. I'm just a regular person. I just, yeah. I'm speaking from experience and truth mm-hmm. now. So, so you mentioned forgiveness a little bit earlier. Yes. For you, was it was it all at once? You no. just forgave no. and and we're done. No, no, it took me a long time. Mm-hmm. But I noticed that. So this is kind of funny. Okay, I'm gonna share. I'm gonna share a story. Um, my abuser is a chronic waiter. Like, this is Wait, weird. Yeah, waiter. He's a, a waiter, like a. Oh, okay. Waiter, like in a restaurant. Guy. Yeah, in yeah. a restaurant. Okay. But he does that because you can't trace his money. He doesn't have to pay child support. Like he does kind of skeevy things to avoid responsibility, financial responsibility. So my um, brother, he's so funny. He would call me and say, hey, girl, don't go to that restaurant. <laughs> I would get alerts from people like, girl, don't go to the blah, blah, blah restaurant because he's there or whatever. Uh-huh. So over time, I, I started like to not go out because I didn't want to run into him. And now I like, I've run into him several times. It's the weirdest thing. We have changed positions. Before I was fearful of him because of what he had done to me. Now I look at him in a totally different light. And that only came because I've forgiven him. Like he was huge before and now he's this big. And now he's this big. And now he doesn't Mm -hmm. exist in Mm -hmm. my life. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And I think if you put people in the proper perspective, they, they don't have that power. It's regaining that power of, in, of my life. Um, he never really had control because he didn't have control of his own life, but he did have, he did wield a certain amount of power over me. And now that I've forgiven him because I understand him a little bit better and I've taken time to understand myself, um, that, that fearfulness is not there anymore. Yeah. 
that forgiveness freed me up to do a lot of things that I, I don't think I would be able to do now. Yeah. You, you know, for myself regarding forgiveness, it was, there was this, there was this dance yeah. between healing and forgiveness. Yes. So I, I can't even say, well, the forgiveness allowed me to heal or right. the healing allowed me to forgive, but they they, they went together mm-hmm. in a way. And, and yeah, and it's, it wasn't a, uh, I actually, um, I love, I love what I heard one time regarding forgiveness. There's a, there's a, a passage in scripture that talks about where Jesus says, mm-hmm. forgive 70 times seven. Yes. And, um, you know, I had always understood that to mean that every, you know, someone's going to hurt you, you know, that many times you forgive them over and over again. But, uh, I heard someone say one time that some, some wounds mm. take multiple passes at forgiveness. Sure. You know, so it, it's, that it could have happened just once, but it still takes choosing to forgive yeah. as many, really as many times as it takes. Mm-hmm. And if you're willing to do that, yeah. you know, that can be a, a very important part of the, the healing journey and the overcoming and then being in this solid place to really be able to, to give to others out of wholeness, yeah. not because you're trying to complete something that's still undone yes. in you. And that's important. Yeah, yeah, to know that, like you said, mm-hmm. at the very base of you, you're well. Yes. People need to remember that that's very true. No matter what has happened to them, you are well in the very core of who you are as a, an individual. It's the scraping away of the rest that's on the outside. Yeah, and that's how we're going to approach our conversations, yes. you know, which is a shift yes, in, is. in you know, uh, a lot of uh, thought out mm-hmm. there. Uh, yes. So we're, we're going to be having our conversation from the place of who you are as well. Yes. No matter what's happened. Yes. And then take it from there. I'm going to say mm-hmm. that a lot. Yes. Yes. I'm <laughs> going to say it a lot because it's true. I mean, I, in, in the empowerment work that we do, it's like you have to remind them that there's nothing wrong with you. Mm-hmm. The work that, and the places that they are now, there's constantly, they're constantly being told that they can't. It's like, it's more, not a can't, it's a why not for mm-hmm. us. I'll give you the tools and I'll help you walk through it, but you can't. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Just reminding them who they are. So there's nothing wrong with you. Nothing wrong with you. You're not broken. You're not broken. You're not damaged. No. There's nothing to fix. No. No. Yeah. So we start there. Start there. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Hey. Well, hey, this has been wonderful. And uh, we are, we'll be back next time. Yes, we will be back next time. Mm-hmm. <laughs>